You're listening to the No Hacks Marketing Podcast. Each week, we take a deep dive into online marketing topics covering search, content, CRO, social, and performance optimization to help you level up your marketing. No hacks, no shortcuts, only long-term success. Here are your hosts, Slobodan Manich and Catherine Kambau. Hey, everyone. Today, we have a special episode for you. We will be looking back at the biggest fire that we had to put out at work and most importantly, talk about the learnings that we had in the process. Hey, Slobodan, how are you? And How's it going over there in Sweden? It's going cold, if that's a real sentence. I'm doing great. I am adjusting to the change in the weather. So it's cold, it's dark, it's, it's, it's raining, there's no snow yet, but things are going pretty well. Other than that, there's that big thing uh, happening uh, or starting to happen, moving to a warmer place. We'll talk about that right. later at some point. But yeah, I'm excited about, about this topic we have today because... Yeah, I think I think work is not only about making plans for when everything goes well. Sometimes you get slapped in the face and it's about how you respond to that and what you learn from it. So that's what we're talking about today. And I'm sure a lot more people can relate to this situation. So tell me, what's the biggest fire you had to put out at work? Right. So this is the storytelling mode of this podcast. It, it happened almost two years ago now. So it was my, my previous job working for an agency. It was the day of the Christmas party. So it was, I would say, early December. And so it was me and supposed guy, to be a fun day. <laughs> it was supposed to be you're done after lunch kind of day. You start drinking at, at noon kind of day, something like that. So me and another guy, we were working on a product, uh, on a project for a client where they had a product that when you buy it, you had to activate it. But the product was on back order for a month or two. And then everyone who bought it, when it gets back in, back in stock, they need to send them the email that says, hey, your product is here. We're sending it to you. This is the link you need to use when you activate it. And we could not send that at the time when it was sold because the link wouldn't work. Like they needed to have the product in stock in their internal database, all that stuff. So yep. a very simple project for me and that other guy, send 500 emails with unique Just links. Just to test it, right? Just to test the... We were testing it at that point. The project was to really send it mm-hmm. at later that day or next day or next week, whenever. But we were testing it on a development server, of course, as you always need to do. This is something we tell our clients at NoHex Marketing all the time. Like if you don't have a staging yes, server, set up a staging site. Like we're not going to be able to do anything for you. Like especially if it's technical updates, like uh, technical SEO or core web vitals, especially because. These things can break. So staging server, dev server, you need to have that. So we we had that functionality done. And there's a button in the admin of the website that says send emails. Like it's magic. Mm-hmm. And we did that. It was development sites. The infrastructure of development sites in the company was such that outgoing emails don't work. There's an email logger that this is what would happen if we sent an email. And it, it's basically a WordPress plugin that works, that does that. It just stores them in the database and then you can go through all the emails. So we did that. We did the testing. And first we did, we tested the feature with some dummy emails just to see what would happen. Email logger was catching them. Perfect. Dummy emails. So we don't know if that email has gone out or not. Yep. The problem was the dev server was changed in the meantime. And what we relied on in the past no outgoing emails 
didn't really work anymore because the company changed from internal dev servers to digital ocean droplets and the outgoing emails were not blocked by default. <laughs> so can you guess what happened when we clicked that magical button? So in short, it sent to all those 500 it emails. It sent, let's say, 500 emails to customers who were waiting for that email so they can activate their product. Were you able to and catch the, the error right away? Or you found well, it's out not because... an error. It's it, it, it's I really mean... not an error. If we're t technically talking what it was, it wasn't. Yeah. It, it just did what the coach said it would do. But the way we caught it was we got an angry call from one of the person, one of the people from the company, saying, "Why are you sending spam emails to our customers?" Mm -hmm. And the URL in those emails was not the domain name of the company. It was the dev server URL, of course. And then you have to click there. And they it were calling the work. company to check, is this fraud? Like, what is happening? It's like, who's sending me that email? I mean, no, I'm not going to say no harm. I'm not going to say that, but nothing bad happened to those customers. They got a bad email, but it was a terrible they, situation, of they course. They got so, confused. Yeah, that's, that's what happened. Exactly. They got confused and, and it was something they didn't expect and it was something that they were not supposed to get. And who likes unwelcome emails anyway. Of course, you don't want to get that. So the lesson from that one, from that tiny little fire we had to put out, me and that other guy on Christmas party day, when we were supposed to be having fun and drinking, was you need to know the processes. You need to know exactly what they are. You need to document every single effing thing you're working on. Yes. Yeah. And now... There's no need to point any fingers because this could have been anyone who who didn't document. The person who moved this to the new server didn't know about this feature, email blocking. So if you don't have a master documentation for your company or for, for, for your clients or for your projects that you're working on, you can count on bad things happening. The only way to prevent them is to document everything and have everyone know exactly how things work. Now, right. this, go, this was mostly a web dev project, yes. And you know, you know, marketing, it's not web dev. We do know a thing or two about web development, but that's not what we primarily do. However, the same principle applies to any, anything that NoHex Marketing, the agency, actually does. So if you do technical SEO, if you do core web vitals implementation, if you do things like conversion rate optimization, you need to document everything and you need to know exactly what is happening at, at, at every single uh, every single time you make a change. And I think that this is true, especially if you're working with teams. It can be remote teams or who knows what someone is working on. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of ongoing projects at the same time. So that's how important documentation is. The person who changed the log, was he part of the project that you were working on or not at all? He was part of the infrastructure project. So this is not, like, all of the dev servers were just migrated to this new platform. So that was not part of this specific project. It was just company infrastructure. So there's really, the whole thing here is there's no one to blame other than everyone involved. And, mm -hmm. and that is because of lack of communication and lack of documentation. So one thing we do, we have done a lot of in NoHex marketing this year was core web vitals optimization. Yep. 
Like you need to document every change you make. You need to let your customers, your clients know exactly what you're doing. You need to document what happened before, what happened after. You need to, every process, let's say, let's say you and I work on a project. If I don't tell you what I did, I'm not supposed to expect you to know that I made a change somewhere. And also, you cannot expect people to know exactly what needs to be done. One, one problem that's seen very often is you tell a developer, I want you to create a staging site for me. Like Cologne, the, the, the live website, create a staging site. Developers are not paid to know what no indexing a website means. Like developer got the instruction, hey, I want you to, to make a copy of this website. If you don't tell them... It, I also want you to make sure that Google doesn't get to index this, put it behind a, you know, password protected website, tell, you know, put, do, use MetaRobots meta of, of no index, just to make sure you don't get a clone of your website in Google's index. If the communication is not there, you can't expect everything to be done the way it should be done. Right. And just to go back to your point that probably there's no one really to blame, it was let's call it an honest mistake, but a mistake that caused something unwanted. But I think the importance of pointing out that we shouldn't make any shortcuts, that one log or one documentation could be just a sentence or two could have avoided the issue. And I think that's what we want to point out here is we really do not want any shortcuts. Do the process, do the best practices in this case for web development, which is number one, make sure there's a staging site. And like what Sobran said, keep repeating, document everything and communication. Right, right. I, I think, and, and if you're looking at in this particular example, who's to blame? Well, the old infrastructure was set up years ago when the company was very, very small. There were a few people basically working for the company. That was way before I joined it. Nothing was done the wrong way. Like they were a small company that needed to set up a, a, a staging website or develop web, development websites. And they did. And they blocked outgoing emails. What, what was missing there was documentation about that process. And when you're a small agency just scraping to get something done real quick because you have a lot of clients, you don't necessarily think about documenting things from day one. Because the you're bad in a hurry, thing is, because you're, you're, you want to get just to get the task done. That is one thing. And another thing is we know exactly what's happening here. But I would guess between setting up that first dev infrastructure and moving to the new server structure, there had to be like five plus years. So different person set it up. Even if it was the same person, you forget. Like if you don't document right. it, you're going to forget. So. Going back to what we try to do here at NoHacks Marketing, if you skip a step early on, if you, if you try to, let's call hack it, even though this was not hacking, like, like intentionally done yeah, hacking. It was, yeah. Yes, it was cutting corners. Mm -hmm. let, let, let's That's put better. it, it was yeah. nothing more than that. It, 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 it's harmless cutting corners. But if you do it that way early on, you have to be certain that at some point you either need to fix it be proactive about it or wait for a warning sign like this. We have to fix it because something bad happened. So yeah, that, that, that's kind of my, it was a bad day. It was like when we got that phone call, it was bad because we were happy. Like we're done for the day. And, <laughs> you and thought you, you were done that. and you have to. Yeah. What happened like after that? What, what did customer service team do? 
just reach out to me. I mean, they they had to reach out. We had to send another email to apologize to like to to all of those people who received that. It, it was it wasn't great, uh, but in the end, no no major damage, no major damage damage done in the long run. At least that. What I got from that is the importance of making sure to do the correct process, the not cutting corners and document, document, document. So yeah, I think we learned a thing or two from that situation. Uh, and, and look, people who listen to the podcast don't know that you're the document person. Like, <laughs> if I imagine it, it's in Trello, it's in Google Docs, it's everywhere. So at least we are doing the things. It's on Trello, it's right on a spreadsheet, here. it's on a GDoc. Yeah, it, it's definitely there. <laughs> or all of those at once yes yep. <laughs> so tell me enough about that uh, tell me about mm -hmm. what was the biggest fire you had at work how did you respond what did you learn from that right mine is a bit different it was an ongoing and it's a bit long kind of fire so I was working for a health and wellness site which was doing well in terms of organic traffic of course that was our primary channel our revenue was good until the medic update which happened maybe I don't know 2018 and as you can imagine the traffic and the revenue dropped dramatically like more than 50 percent and we were working with an SEO agency then but we spent three or months working with them. They were trying to fix EAT, but nothing is happening. So we had to fire them and hire someone in-house with the hopes to help us. So a content strategist and what she did was to clean out the old content that were not following Google's EAT. So there wasn't any authority. And this was a health and wellness site, which we know is something that Google is really looking for. So in short, after another three months, we were still not able to recover it. We had to fire the SEO person that we were working with. And then we had to cut the team smaller and smaller. And until I was also let go. And But that's not the story. What we did. What is? What is? What's, what's the thing to learn from this one? Yeah. I think what we did wrong is first we gave up on the SEO efforts, which was cleaning up the old content. We have tons and tons of old content. So that's the number one mistake. And this was, we all know that keyword stuffing before ghostwriting, it all worked for a time until it didn't. What I learned from this is we should have had just continue pushing through and producing double time on quality content, maybe hiring a medical person to continue writing the, the articles. And that could have salvage or help the company keep afloat. I mean, it, it ended pretty badly for, um, I had to let go of a lot of people, but it was a business decision. Of course, you, it's understandable, but I wish that we had stopped. If the bottom line was bleeding already, we should have stopped the other marketing efforts that we were trying to do, which was we're doing the website, launching a new product, and then just work on the core, which is right, like right. 90 percent of the traffic is coming from organic anyway. So what I'm getting out of this is, and, and this is something that there are people who are in SEO, who have been in SEO longer than I have, uh, but this is something that I, I keep seeing in, in search optimization in general. Something works. And, and then Google says, look, that was, it was stupid that this worked in the first place. Let, let's evolve and let's get past that. Let's grow up and let's get serious about optimization and optimizing the pages for the users. So, in this example, this was a, a medical niche website yeah. where pretty much anyone 
could write the content and give people advice, which is kind of what we have during this pandemic. Let's not get on right. the... Let, let's, not talk about it. Let's, let's not talk about it. Yes, everyone does their own research. And that's really the problem here. Like if you let anyone publish facts without fact-checking and without making sure that this is an authoritative figure and what's the point? Like, why, why, why are you... Who gives you the right to say this, right? Yeah, I mean, and we're lucky again, that... We didn't get, you know, any complaints or not, no one got harmed because of the, the blogs right, that we were right. producing. But it was in due time that Google will eventually catch this um, kind of process of just hiring ghostwriters to do all sorts of listicles about how this product can help you. And yeah, it, I thought that it was bound to happen and we should have done our clean up and started to be ahead of EAT and be more right. intentional before with the it content. was even announced or, or yep. I mean I'm sure they announced it a bit earlier than, than actually rolling it out but that that's kind of the thing it all starts with someone figuring hey this stupid thing works like they're not able to figure out that it doesn't and then more people start doing it and then more people start doing it and then it doesn't work so I'm trying to Think of a very, very bad example here. Let's say let's say there's an ATM in your town where if you put in pin code of 9999, it gives you $1,000, mm -hmm. regardless of how much money you have in your card. Like it, it, it's hacked, it works. And you go and do that. And then you tell 10 people and they go out and do that. And then you, they tell 10 people each and they each go out and do that. Tomorrow, it's not going to work. It never should have worked in the first place. That, like, things like keyword stuffing, I mean, the pages are to be consumed by users. So mm -hmm. if you're writing them for a primitive crawler at that time, you're not really doing it the right way. Same thing with EAT, same thing with medical topic. If, if you're just hiring an Upwork blogger to write yep. medical articles, you'll be in trouble at some point because exactly. you're hacking a very important step of your growth. If if and I am yeah. if I have a chronic pain, I should go see my doctor and talk to my doctor, right? And not go to this blogger who talks about how to remedy a chronic pain. So I think that's what Google was trying to do. I mean, it it hurt that the, the company got into trouble, but like I said, it was high time that it will finally catch this kind of websites. And again, you know, the issues of Google being kind of the governing body over this is very, very problematic. I'm not a fan of those major corporations dictating what human thoughts will be. And they do that. They, they, they have tremendous power over our thought process today through suggesting content and, and, and whatnot. I'm not even going to mention the, the other one, the one with the Mark founder. <laughs> that is <laughs> just a nightmare. The, the, no, I don't mean uh, anything. So yeah, and it's just a problem. Go back, like it all boils down to not doing, I don't want to say hack, but just doing shortcuts. If we wrote with, with enough sources and medically backed articles, we shouldn't be in trouble like from the onset. The definition in, in this example in particular, definition of what a hack is, 
If you're not doing it for your users in their best interest, if you're not providing the information that will definitely help them and you're 100% sure will help them, it's kind of hacky because you're playing with people's health and lives. And as much as I'm not going to say it again, I'm not happy about Google doing what they're doing, but this is in people's best interest. Of course, this is another selfish and greedy thing by a big corporation where they're trying to deliver the best result to their users, Google search users, by recommending the the more relevant and, and better search results. And it's a whole different topic. But yes, yeah. if you're not covering it and covering all the bases from day one, at some point, you will trip and you'll fall and, and Catch fire. it's going to hurt and you, and you have to be George Clooney in up in the air firing all those people like you did. Right. And I guess my biggest lesson here is that when you are producing content, always aim for quality content that's helpful for your audience, regardless if it's health or wellness related or not, that's your main goal. Some a helpful article that's backed by research and whatnot that you can provide your, your users. And then for the other thing is that with SEO, it, it doesn't happen overnight. Even if you pump content 12 times a day, you have to give it time for it to work and follow what you call that Google's search, that long list search quality guidelines. guidelines. Yeah, that, that's definitely, definitely. And, and you know, a question, how come everything that's about building and making websites, CRO, SEO, content, how come it all boils down to make sure the user gets what they need and make sure they get the best content for, for themselves. Why is it so damn easy? Why does it sound so damn easy? And then nobody still gets it, yeah. it right. I know. I, I think because we want immediate results. So we try to do the small hacks. Like I said it again, I don't want to keep repeating it, but we try to game the system so we get instant results, instant sales, instant revenue, where where what should we should be doing is that focus on the customers at since day one, like what do they need? How should they get your content or your product, access your product? It should be all about the users from day one. I couldn't agree more. And I think that is a great wrap up for this episode. So thank you for listening. Like we said, we are going to be trying new things on this podcast. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please consider rating it, leaving a comment, sending us feedback. If you have any ideas of people who you want us to talk about in this podcast, you can send that to us at hello at nohacksmarketing.com. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to No Hacks Marketing. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd appreciate it if you can leave a rating on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Visit nohacksmarketing.com to subscribe.